GQ magazine is angering a lot of Albertans and especially people in Fort McMurray with an article titled No Country for Young Men. Fort McMurray resident and podcaster Todd Ski says the article is an inaccurate account of life in the oil patch. Welcome to Alberta Primetime, Todd Ski. Hello, hello, welcome, thank you. Tell me about some of the things in the article. First off, prostitution and drugs, rampant in Fort McMurray. Kind of uh, one of the themes, is that accurate? Uh, it's by all means not accurate. Like I've, I've lived in this town now for 20 years. I've called this place home for 20 years, and I've yet to be solicited yet. And that's uh, just, I've, it's something that I think that a lot of people tried to, to just take completely out of context, and it's just totally the furthest thing from the truth in my mind. What were some of the other comments that this British journalist writing for GQ magazine made on his visit and subsequent article? Uh, some of the comments that he made, uh, Alex uh, Hannaford was the, actually the author's name that, that he just started to go on with was the type of stuff like where there's nothing to do in Fort McMurray. How he would visit uh, strip clubs and be interviewing people around there and, and they were all totally just in hatred of this town and they said they only come up here to, to get money and leave. No one else likes to put anything into this town. No one actually likes to stay here. And just that type of context is the complete opposite of the truth that, that I find because I've called this place home and I know many people that have. Is it and, the complete opposite of the truth or is it just maybe where you go in Fort McMurray? Maybe you're at the rec centre or other community places and did he visit there? Then that, that's a good point too, because like, the article that he made, like he did actually capture quotes, so there are people that actually said these things. But I find there's a, a large number of people in this town that, it's, that do call this place home that don't quite, like, they do visit the strip clubs, we do go there, we, like, it's, it's just people that actually invest in this town. Like, there are people that go to the rec center, people that hang out at the mall, people that do stuff on a daily basis that no, no one, these journalists don't seem to talk to. So kind people, of one-sided. Exactly. It's it's uh, not uh, not the full story. It's, it's uh, like one third of the truth, I guess you could say. How is your po- podcast working to change that Fort McMurray oil sands oil patch stereotype? And why why do you care so much? Is it damaging? Well, the, part of the reasons why I started the podcast was because I took a lot of this negative uh, media to heart. Because I do call this place home. I have a young son that I'm raising here, and, and I've been raised here myself. And you see these articles in the, in the paper and in, in magazines and stuff, and you realize that this is not the image of the place where I live. I started the podcast to kind of bring an, a normal person, sorry, not a normal, but uh, an average resident's thoughts and, and their perspectives and just put it on the Internet for people to, to hear. Uh, I've always thought of, would you take a, a journalist's point of view that's only been up here for three days, or would you rather listen to someone that's called this place home, want to hear their perspective on what they think about what's going on up here? We're happy to get your perspective tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Fort McMurray podcaster, Toddsky. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. here now by now i'm sure when you hear me do an intro like this uh you know that we fucked something up and essentially that's only the half truth with this episode um we actually had a big show planned uh for the recording monday night uh me and teeter were gonna you know do our thing and uh shot the lovely gals from shot tv were gonna come in and uh film us doing the podcast so it was gonna be really really awkward but uh, really really fun but unfortunately, uh, some stuff happened, uh, some important stuff came up, Tito couldn't make it, and I had some stuff going on too, so we had to cancel Shaw. 
And uh, instead of going into the archives and just giving you guys some of uh, some old stuff that we recorded a while ago, I figured uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I really wanted to, to get some news of Fort McMurray out there and, and discussed. The TEDx, the election was called. Jeez, uh, I think that was it. No, right, well, well, TEDx is coming up. We got the one-man Star Wars happening uh, this weekend at Keanu. Uh, the election was just called that day, so you know that's going to be a hot topic. And uh, just kind of wanted to get some stuff out there. I wanted to talk about uh, the Rex Murphy cross-country checkup uh, radio show slash podcast he did up here a couple weeks ago. Uh, but as you will hear, it slipped my mind. And uh, I guess that's why they don't pay me for this gig. But uh, we did talk about a lot of stuff. So luckily, um, I kind of didn't want to give you guys an older episode. And uh, listen to me, I tend to ramble, even when it's my own self here. Uh, didn't want to give an older episode. I kind of wanted to talk about what was going on. So I scrambled, uh, irritated probably everyone I knew to try to get up here. And it definitely irritated a lot of people. And uh, finally, a uh, couple of uh, lovely, lovely ladies uh, joined Totsky on the mic. And uh, also Tito managed to uh, come in at the 12th hour there. He managed to clear some stuff up and he got in uh, about an hour in. Uh, so, like I said, it's about the half-truth, me doing an intro like this. Uh, we got a great, great show. Kind of had to chop it up a bit. And uh, it just sounds fantastic. So uh, definitely listen in. So here we go, episode 36. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the YMM Podcast. I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. With us today, we got two of the crown jewels of Fort McMurray. Who we got with us today? Listen to some smooth jazz with Totsky. <laughs> I'm Shannon. Shannon's back. Yay. It's been forever since you've been on the show. Yes, it has. All right. Now. Glad to be back. <laughs> no, when was the last one you were on? I think, fuck, it was... Oh, um, the last one I remember was... When we the, Skyped with Jen. We Skyped with Jen, yeah, with, during that big fucking hailstorm. Yeah. I remember that. Holy crap, the last time I was on was when um, uh, Jen was here. Yeah, because that's why I... Wow. It was when you were gone to PEI in, in August because it was mm-hmm. her and Teresa. That was Teresa's You went time. to Dominican as well, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Where did you go to? La Romana, which is like outside Punta Cana. Okay. Yeah. I went to Maribe Caribe, which is also in Punta Cana as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So nice area. And say, we sound fucking gorgeous, man. I'm so <laughs> glad I fixed this. And our other guest. It's wicked, man. Is it? And our other you- Oh, yeah. We got another person at the table today. <laughs> Don't forget about me. Who we got? Ash Cake Squiggle. Ash Cake Squiggle. Yes. The, the official... Wyman podcast blogger that has not blogged yet. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not literally one to talk. working on it like ten minutes ago. Yeah, how is that blog coming? It's going. <laughs> it stopped it. I'm still. Should, you should get back on that. Get on the just because. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's protein, right? <laughs> protein beer. I'm happy to say it. It's been without a cheat day. I'm going on day number nine on Four Hour Body. Good job. Just protein that, powder in number that. nine. I told you, this is my modified fucking bar body. I already told oh, okay. you. I'd have Why don't beer. you drink beer? Yeah, but no pe- no pizza, no fucking. Right, fair enough. I mean, small changes, right? They add up, so yeah. best of luck, sir. <laughs> Thank you. The, um, so, yeah, we can. What do you guys want to talk about? Well, what's what do you got on? for topics? I thought you'd have a whole agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah especially to impress cameras that we're going to be here. Oh, I had. We were talking about Ted, uh, like, with. The full the show me and you were going to do. Uh, I guess we can tell people that the Shaw TV was actually going to come film us uh, for this podcast, but it didn't go through. So the stuff we were going to talk about, we got TEDx coming up on Friday. We can talk about that. We had the one man Star Wars coming up on uh, Keanu this uh, Friday. So that's a touring Saturday. show, though, right? I thought it was some local artist that was doing it. Charlie Balls, Roz, I think it's Bells Balls. I don't do research for so the show. So wasn't TEDx already anyway. here once? I don't think it's ever been a four. What was, you, can, what was you know just what recorded down at Mac Island? What? Do you know what TED is? Yeah, isn't it like it's supposed to be a forum for like educated minds to basically share ideas and opinions? And it's become really huge on the internet. I never heard of Netflix. it until uh, Teresa. Well, they, they are now because it's become huge on the internet. That's yeah, they've, I just noticed Netflix. I uh, just got yeah. Apple TV now. I just noticed Netflix yeah. uploaded a shitload. Well, what of video. happened was, but I've seen these videos before. Now I didn't yeah. know what they were. Well, what now, happened? Right? What's happened is like more celebrated minds have been joining the forum. So like James Cameron, um, Steve Jobs, I think made did one a couple of years ago, but I don't think it's been shown. But Bill Gates has done one, and it's just. You know, would educated these, like, minds be it? Yeah. Like technology, entertainment, design is what it stands for, and it's just yeah. been about form. Well, I guess that's why I was rejected. Then. <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't know why they didn't. Do, I didn't even know what your your. You, I, I thought you were gonna like do it over the pot. Are you really? Uh, what? I was dreading that. 
<laughs> Why? No, no, no. If you had something to say, but I mean, I mean, uh, uh, no, no. But that, that's that's the general oh, idea because you know, the, the idea was it's about innovation, right? So either to inspire or to um, innovate on sharing ideas, sharing yeah. our potential is the specific uh, TEDx for McMurray. What? Sorry, I was just reading Stacy's tweet. What'd she say? I could do something productive with my night, or I could start a photo blog of movie stills with the characters' eyebrows photoshopped off. That's a good idea. <laughs> I love her. She's so great. What is that other one where it's like uh, noses that look like Ninja Turtles? Have you seen that one? No. Some guy, he's like taking a bunch of pictures of celebrities, and he just does little Ninja Turtle masks on their noses, and they look like Ninja Turtles. It's oh awesome. Really? There's one, too, yeah. where it's one. It's called Seriously? one small hand, or one tiny hand. It's like pictures of people, but they have this one little tiny hand. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. And there's it's one, really what, what is it, Betty, Betty White and uh, Bill Murray photoshopped? I think I see so that it's one like before. Bill Murray's face on Betty White photos, or Betty White's <laughs> face on Bill Murray photos. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, TEDx. So, yeah, TEDx. So X, the X stands for the independently organized one, right? TEDx means it, it, like there's TED. I know they just had yeah. a big fucking conference down in like Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. The uh, so like I guess that's like the main touring edition, or like the what we call in the airline industry the main line. Yeah. And the TEDx is all the inner or the independent stuff like just yeah. in various spots around the world. I'm guessing because I didn't realize how global this shit was. Like I said, like uh, Teresa's went to the grand opening of the Holy Trinity High School, and she said we're getting a TED conference, and I'm like, the fuck is a TED conference? Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was. So. Peg, four months ago, I had no clue what a TED conference was. Me either. It's what happens at them. It's literally just people talking. And, it, it, like, it's people sharing a story or an idea that they have. It's, it, it, Related it, it, to technology? Anything. Okay. Or so I thought. Maybe Creativity it's, could, be why I was, okay. could be why I was officially rejected there, from the TEDx. Well, fucking, I have no idea. Like, apparently, I, there's a formula. Like, when you do, when you come in and do your little, like, Spiel. Spiel as such. You there if you follow the formula, they'll choose you. It's highly regulated, which Apparently. I which I find very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like not to slam uh, TEDx for McBurray folks mm-hmm. at all, because I think they're doing a, a great job. But like TED itself, which of course is what what they have to follow, like their guidelines I find it like it's funny how you mentioned educated, because it, it seems like it's very elitist type of, of attitude, mm-hmm. right? Like uh like I can understand when you want to speak to it, obviously they won't let any Joe Blow go up there and speak. Because to be honest, like I told them right when I walked into my audition, you guys can put zero on all the fucking presentation skills because I literally just took this and read from it. I'm not a public speaker. That's why so you, wait, wait, you told them to give you a zero? It was a joke. I didn't fucking say it right out in the open, but we were all chatty and stuff like that. And I'm, oh. they're like, oh, what are you doing for a presentation? And I was just like, I'm just kind of reading from a piece of paper so you can put zero. So you have to audition to, right be awesome if it was to attend? <laughs> You're wearing a hat and you take off your hat. It's like, so no, like, so like, like, obviously, if that's, if, that's, if, that's, if that's part of the formula, I failed at that part miserably, right? But, but it seems like this TED, this TED stuff, like everything's application. Like I said, I can understand. So you have speakers. to apply to attend. Yes, yes, which I find like I applied to attend just because I, I want to check this out. I want to see what this is all about. And I want to see it, especially if it was designed for McMurray. Mm-hmm. But if I would have got turned down after auditioning to even attend, I would have went fucking ape shit. <laughs> but didn't you? No, I got rejected from speaking. I, oh, I wanted to be on the stage oh, and just attending. do a fucking oh, okay, song and dance. Okay. But to attend, you still got to apply. I know. And they, they want you to talk. And it's not just TEDx for McMurray. Like, you got to do this for any TED So event. anyone who yeah. attends has to talk at least like once? You're supposed no, to. No, not, oh, no, not no. talk on stage. You got to like do an application to like the organizers and say, yeah. why do you want to go to this event? What do you think this event is all about? How do Are you, you feel the benefits from the yes. city? I so was like, what lucky. Do you, what do you put on an application? I was lucky enough not to have to apply. Yeah, Teresa, oh. applied, Teresa for applied for me because I'm going as McMurray Music. I applied. Like the the questions were pretty she's, basic. She's not going. Bones. She's going to be in Vancouver. Hmm. Questions were basically like literally what I just told you. Like, will you try to kill one of the speakers? <laughs> yes or no? Are you going to sit there and mock everybody? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it was, it's pretty standard questions. Like I don't understand. Boo! How... <laughs> bring on Todd. Todd's the greatest. So how <laughs> how big is Todd's it going to be? Um, apparently any new TEDx, uh, where's it being held? Suncor Center? Yeah. Because you're like, in, like, like anyone that's new to the whole TEDx thing, which, which Fort McMurray is, or this particular branch is, they only limit to a hundred, uh, hundred tickets. A so hundred people can watch live just in case if it fails miserably. 
then it's you're not going to ruin the Ted name mm-hmm. that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that, that's the only way I can see. Like, so is there a podium where the speakers are? Yeah, mm-hmm. like have you ever been to the Suncorp Performing Arts Center, the new one in Holy Trinity? Oh you're, no, you know? uh, no um, I've been inside like one of their little theaters. Is that it? There's only yeah one theater. Okay, then yeah. Okay, it's just that. That's all it is. Like so it's all little have... though. It seats three hundred. Yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. massive. Yeah, three hundred really it's got yeah. riser seats. But I can see yeah. how she's saying little though. Like, like you look at the piano theater, like the main theater, that looks yeah. big. It only seats five hundred, but that looks fucking huge because you're spread yeah. out, right? Yeah. Like it's it's riser seating, so you're kind of it's. It, yeah, I can yeah. see how it looks small, but I uh, did Zumba there once. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Was it packed? Five hundred people or three hundred people? <laughs> hate it. Do you like Zumba? Uh, I can take it or leave it. Just like dancing? I really liked it, but then like it got too crowded and like too many people, and yeah. I didn't like that. Do the chicken McIsland kept like pointing Ranger at me when I was doing really? stuff wrong. Yeah, dance fight, and I was so embarrassed that I didn't go back. No, they have so Zumba in the water now. Yeah, she was pointing out every time I did a move wrong. Oh my god! Like she would stop and she'd be like, "No, you need to do it like this." Everyone, look and over there. Like, <laughs> Okay, the horrible exactly this is. The classes I go to, no one does it right, and you just like do whatever the hell you want and have fun. Yeah, see, she was she was hardcore. Just dancing. It it well, yeah. it's, it's, but it's like, like trained steps, and you're supposed yeah. to like aerobics. Your Sounds like, like it's, it's privy to the instructor. Then yeah. it's aerobics. I'm like sweating my butt off by the time it's done. Relax while don't they do it in like fucking like thirty degree rooms like now, like forty degree rooms? Nazi Zumba. Not the one I do. No Nazi Zumba. Yeah. <laughs> not Zumba. <laughs> but anyway, so that's where the TEDx thing is. So Sorry. it's a hundred people that's gonna go sit. Do you want to read your TEDx it. thing, Todd? It sounds like you want to read your TEDx thing. I do, but you're gonna criticize it. I'm, no, I'm very, I won't criticize uh, it. I'm very. I'm not gonna criticize. I kind of want to look. All right, we're gonna cut right there again. It's Toddski just by himself after the recording. I got that God, uh, got the God button. I can just stop all time and just cut in and just make my own edits. <laughs> the um, as you heard, Tito just gave me quite the. Uh, Quite the intro to actually give my uh, TEDx uh, speech, but uh, at the time I wasn't feeling it. Didn't think I could give it with a lot of passion that I should or that it deserves. So I didn't uh, didn't 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 eat what uh, the the lore that he laid out for me. So uh, I am going to do it now, though. I figured you guys should hear it. It's uh, what well, I'm pretty proud of it. But like I said, I just want to give it that proper passion. So. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the officially rejected Todsky TEDx audition. Uh, it's called Chasing Whimsies. <clears throat> here we go. Let's flash back to 2005, a year that I had to make a choice. I just finished school and had the world at my fingertips, well, so to speak. I had the option of pursuing my career elsewhere in Canada or right here in Fort McMurray. It was at this point I've been a resident of the city for quite a few years. My family was here. I graduated from school here. All my friends were here. But something else stuck with me. I knew Fort McMurray was a place of very unique opportunity. I knew if I stayed here, I'd have a greater chance of advancing in my career a lot sooner than anywhere else in this world. And it was at that moment where I chose to make Fort McMurray not just a place where I grew up, graduated from high school, but I wanted to make Fort McMurray my home. Cue the pivotal moment in Totsky history. I was kind of aiming for some music if I was actually speaking at a text or a TEDx like da da da. Anyway, now because I made the decision to plant my grassroots in this region, I began to pay closer attention to my surroundings, following for McMurray in the media, openly sharing my experiences and hardships in this town, generally becoming more involved in what was going on. With the onset of social media in the latter half of the 2000s, I became much more vocal in sharing my opinions to others, whether they wanted to hear it or not, quite frankly. The more people I spoke to about the city and its common misconceptions, the more conversations I had with other people, I started to notice a bit of a trend. The more people spoke openly about living here, the more truth came out, and people started to realize that the many misconceptions that they heard in the media aren't all that accurate. Do we have our fair issues? Absolutely. But not too many people, both local and outside this region, tend to know anything about them or what we're willing to do to fix them. So this sparked an idea. I've been using social media as a way to express my opinion for several years. Like any good extrovert, I wanted yet another way to express my opinion to the world, but most importantly, I wanted a forum where people could hear what the average resident of Fort McMurray thought about living here. Not a politician... Not as some tourism specialist or someone paid to make this region look good, but just your regular, average citizen. 
just your regular average Joe. Now, I've been a fan of podcasts for, you know, like several years, and trust me, there are no secrets to anyone with iTunes. There's a million and a half different podcasts out there, and they're all different. Some of them are the same. There's just tons of them. But since it's free and hosted by the wonderfully uncensored internet, well, uncensored for now anyway, I figured I would start one of these podcasts. Cue music for another pivotal moment in talking history. Da-da-da! little over a year has passed, and while I'm not going to say my little podcast is the most important thing in town, it was something that's probably changed my life. We released the first few episodes, and you think you would know how people would react to something, but holy shit, some people really, really hate it. At first, I think people were expecting an actual news, radio, media, professional type show, and in reality, they got, well, Todd Scantito. <laughs> I don't think I've checked a fact for the show yet, and really, I don't plan to. Quite frankly, it defeats the purpose of the whole idea. Purpose of the show, at least when we started, was to hear frank bullshit sessions with some of the people that call for McMurray home. Just general chat. You want to hear the open, honest truth, both positive and negative? That's the way you're going to hear it. Bunch of people sitting around a table drinking some beer, talking about what's going on. But after the first few episodes, I realized people weren't as big as a fan as I thought they would be. We would hear some people constantly complaining about the content... The language is off, the language is wrong, you guys swear too much, what the fuck is that breathing going on, the sound sucks, the show is boring, you guys don't know what you're doing. So finally I said, Mom, Dad, relax, relax, hold on, we can do this. During the course of the first few episodes, I started to realize people will complain about anything you do. That's the internet for you. You put something online, you better expect someone to say something about it, and it's going to be either positive, most of the times it's going to be negative. Trick is not to dwell on it. You can't try and please everyone simply because it's impossible to do. It's all about pleasing yourself. And trust me, I know a thing or two about pleasing myself on a daily basis. If you're doing something that you think is cool or have fun doing it, never let someone rain on it. I have absolutely an amazing time doing the podcast, and as I said before, I honestly don't care if anyone downloads the show or not. As long as it keeps making me happy, I'm going to keep doing it. This podcast, which I started because of the very uniqueness of the city, allows me to go and chase whimsies I've never thought I'd be able to do before. I literally went from sitting on my couch, yelling on Twitter, to becoming more active in the community. Well, trying to, anyway. How often do you find yourself talking with your friends? Wouldn't it be cool if we did this, or wouldn't it be cool if we did that? Well, within the last year, I decided to say, screw it. I want to start doing this, and I'm definitely going to start trying to do that. So to accomplish this new frame of mind ahead, I had to surround myself with some why-not people. You can't let someone talk yourself out of a good idea. If I did that, the podcast would have ended after episode two. Life is so full of why. Why do this? Why do that? Why are you trying to do like that? Some other people do that. Why are you doing this? Why, why, why? Anytime you have a good idea, there's at least three people asking you, why are you doing that? Don't do that. Why? you got to find the why-nots in life. Yo, hey guys, you want to record a podcast? Sure, why not? And that's what I've been doing lately with myself. Surrounding myself with why not people and trying to find those why not attitudes. The YMM podcast grew out of a why not attitude. Hey, Tito, you want to do a film festival for the community? Hey, why not? Want to have a horror, horror movie night free of charge and the only admission is going to be a food bank donation? Why not? You do the things for the love of it. Tito and I make absolutely zero on anything we do in this community, and we always do it just for the fact that we're trying to help out, usually a charity in some way, shape, or form, or just trying to have a good time. Am I saying this to gain some credit? No. We do what we do simply because we love doing it. We do it because we sit around, we talk about it, we want to make it a reality. Whether we fall flat on our face or whether it's the most successful thing in the world, we do it simply to give it a shot. Simply chasing a whimsy. In this day and age, everything is all about texting and iChat, email and instant message. Simply talking to people, a conversation, is a lost art these days. Best thing about technology now is that we record our conversations, turn them into a podcast, post them on the internet, and other people can listen to them. That's how we learn about ourselves, that's how we learn about others, and generally become better people. I encourage anyone to do it, and hell, come record a conversation with me. Clearly you can see it takes zero talent, and trust me, it's fun as hell. Living in Fort McMurray has given me the ability to chase this idea, but the idea is a lot more than just doing a podcast on the internet. The idea is simply to have fun doing what you think is a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what Totsky TEDx is. Back to the show. For actually, the, the, uh, actually, the one thing I did want to mention was um, 
the uh, your television appearance last week. How'd, how'd it feel? Horrible. I thought it was. Uh, remember when I told you that I get? She kind of helped you through it though. Eh? Oh, she big was, time. She kind of it was. Like, it was fed you a lot. It of, was, yeah, for those that didn't know, <laughs> I, I, it was the first uh, not even national, provincial television show that uh, Toski was on. The uh, it was odd. Originally, they wanted to record me just on a cell phone and have some pictures run through, and that was it. File photo? At the last minute. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> just set up photos of fucking uh, playing with toys <laughs> in the suit. Well, the fucking thing that's all smashed no, up behind me. the picture we have of yeah. like, the whole thing in the suit. File photo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just damn, realized yeah, that yeah. guy from The Simpsons because it's like every With time they have Homer, stuff in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, good times. Anyway, well, so at the last second, they're like, uh, "Do you know what Skype is?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." She's like, "Well, let's go. We'll do it via Skype." And she's like, "Let's. We'll do a test right now." So we do a test. Meanwhile, this is like twelve o'clock in the day, one o'clock in the day. Mm-hmm. Kingston's right here with me. Mm-hmm. So they got me on Skype. Everything seems to be fine. I saw her. She saw me. Everything's good. An hour later, they call in. And uh, first, I was like sitting right here, like how I was, but like the window behind me. They're like, "No, no, you can't have that." So I had to wiggle my way into there and like take down some of these pictures. And uh, so they called in, and I couldn't like they had to. They told me they had to uh, make me full screen or to get me on properly on TV. By doing that, I, yeah, hang on. By doing that, I lost her. So I'm staring at a blank screen, mm-hmm. and I can hear him talking to me. Right. So that was odd. And I've never done like a TV thing before, so one thing I always told Tito too, like, didn't you though the Shaw TV? Oh, stuff. Shaw, that's fucking local shit. Like, this amazing is, stuff though. Thank you, Shaw. This is <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shannon, for the shit. <laughs> it's true. Like, I, I don't know why. Like, Alberta Primetime. Like, I've watched this show for like uh, last three years since mm-hmm. getting involved with more like not political issues, but get involved more current events. I've watched the show before. So whether it was nerves taking over me, not doing this before or anything like that. And me staring at a blank fucking screen, trying to keep kinks in that bay from wanting to jump up in my lap. Right. To me, I, I stammering, I was stuttering and I have no idea how it turned out until I got to see it afterwards. Cause I, you, I'm sure uh, at one point I think I might even look like this because <laughs> that was Kingston trying to jump in my lap. going, what's going on? What's going on? Right? Well, no, I think, I, well, I think she, you guys spoke beforehand though, didn't you? Not with the interviewer. I talked to the reporter. Okay, because it seemed like they already knew what you were going to. Uh, they, yeah, were, the, I had to talk to the was, reporter. Yeah, yeah she that. she kind of like spoon fed you. Oh, yeah, about, like yeah. it's like isn't it more the people's opinions than? And you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, chocolate, I, like, chocolate. <laughs> like I said, to me, I was stuttering and stammering. I didn't like it at all. And and but what the hell? I I think I'll do well, better next time. You'll be do better. You'll do better next time. Yeah. Next next big incident. Well, um, oddly enough, though, I, I mean, uh, I'm surprised no one's actually spoken about this. I guess it's more of an Edmonton thing, but um, there was a uh, white supremacy group that... Uh, I mm-hmm. fucking seen that the other day. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's like a walk down white. Well, it wasn't just white, though. It was downtown as well, and that's where things came to a head. What happened? Another group, an anti-racism group, also did a protest mm-hmm. against them, and they came to a head Counter-protest? in downtown. Yeah, they came to a head downtown uh, Edmonton, and I guess what happened was... Um, uh, the you know I I strongly believe that the 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 whole uh, supremacist group what they were trying to do was antagonize. So the idea was antagonize uh, a group to start something so that they'd get notoriety. So, anyways, it worked because the anti-racism group from from what I've been reading is they're the ones that threw the first punch. And then it became a big fight downtown, but the the supremacist group was completely outnumbered. So the RCMP actually had to protect these people, and wow. they led them into the Corona Station LRT mm-hmm. station, and they had to block it off to get these guys out of. So there. it's kind of weird how they had to protect the white supremacists. Well, yeah, because it's freedom of speech, right? So and, uh, I mean, you, you, you might not like what they're having to say. Yeah, and and but uh, I have no doubt in my mind that this group intentionally tried to antagonize other groups in order to have something like this happen. So. Wow. Yeah, anyway. But just, is that out of the blue, though? Is there always shit like that? Like, obviously, there's not shit like that going down. I remember, I remember it was kind of a big deal because a lot of people were like, what? White supremacist group? What? It was all over Facebook like a yeah, while yeah. ago. Yeah. I got it from actually Twitter Eric well. fucking Janvier tweeted the first time. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, he's, he's like, I'm right in the middle of this white supremacist versus racism. And I'm just like, fuck, another sign of delight really went downhill at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and then I seen the link on Edmonton Journal. I was like, holy fuck. And I just... Read that a couple articles. That's gonna make that shit. photo is gonna make one of the photos of this year too. That one, uh, a friend of mine Where is standing off. Yeah, a friend of mine. Cops in the middle. Yeah, a friend of mine's girlfriend is actually the girl well. that's facing off against the white supremacist in the photo. Wow. Yeah. 
it's fucking crazy, man. Like, I don't know. You live in a world where, it's like, really, is, is racism still playing a fucking factor? And clearly, I guess it is. Yeah. So there's that. There was that this weekend. So there was your yeah. your big your big screen debut and heard Hunger Games came out. The White Boy Posse. <laughs> Are you serious? White Boy Posse taken down in Edmonton. Interesting. Oh my god. That's from 2010 though. You're looking at something, something else. Old school. <laughs> the um, yeah. Well, we got a election call today too. Right, so it's that's the happening. fucking the battle lines of fire. You misquoted me on Twitter. Oh, it was, <laughs> yeah, and shut up. That was literally, that was literally. I posted that so that no one would try to friggin' define spam though, like in, in regards to this kind of shit. Well, the thing is, like now lines are going to start being drawn, like definite oh, lines, time, yeah. and and that's already been happening. Like you can already see they've been beacon now since the fucking Christmas, right? Oh, I know, I know. And, 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 and I mean, some people have already taken sides. Like McMurray Musings is uh, Don Scott supporter, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and some of my friends, some some of my friends have supported other parties and et cetera, And it goes back and forth. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 the general war. Like I was not fucking kidding when I wrote on Facebook yeah. that shit is going to start getting crazy on that fucking Twitter feed, man. Well, yeah, and, and so my post is basically like I'm not going to get in the middle. I'm not very political, so don't don't expect me to. But. The one thing I know I misquoted you, but I was just going for your kitty's comment because ultimately you like gotta look for the. I meant cats. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so did I. Sure you did. Anyway, go ahead. You gotta look for the humor and everything, right? Drop my pen. I don't know where it went. Um, Do you need? I lost my train of thought. No, I just need something to tinker with in my oh, hands. I lost my train of thought there. Oh, uh, one thing that I thought was an excellent quote was by Nolan. Regardless of where you want to draw lines, regardless of where you want to beak. Get educated on what the hot mm-hmm. topics are, and let's uh, get out and vote. What was that? The big thing on the federal election, right? The okay. what we were harping on everyone. And they had an excellent website, and I'm trying to find one for the provincial one. Remember that website? I can't mm-hmm. remember the exact address, but it spelled out each platform. We need to. I want to try to find one again, and I don't think they've done it right now because they mm-hmm. they just got the call in now. Um, but yeah, and I'd like to see if we can get the candidates on the podcast. Oh, oh. right, the former mayor candidates. Yeah, That's fuck, why not? Yeah, it's possible. Well, if we get Redford on, that'd be great. <laughs> Well, Redford's here Wednesday, right? Hundred bucks a fucking plate, my god! Like, how oh. much money does the PC party need? I don't know. Did you see that commercial? Hundred bucks a plate. But uh, hundred bucks to get into that lunch with Alison Redford. Volunteering. Like, are That's you how making? I get into everything. Are you making an announcement, or did this idea just come to your head? No, no, I'm literally volunteering. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm registration. Teresa, I don't know what she's up to. But she's like wriggling me into everything that she can possibly wriggle me into. She she's wants like, a little uh, protege. I, I think so. Someone needs to carry the mantle. Like, she can't <laughs> fight the good fight forever. Yeah, I know. Well, she's in Vancouver this weekend. So she's got me doing TEDx. She got me to do Interplay when she wasn't here. And then now she's like, she's like, here, be on the registration desk. She's like, you'll meet all the movers and shakers in town. Movers, movers and, and shakers. shakers. Yes. That's, I wanted to Interesting. kind of tie that yeah. into the whole TEDx thing, too. The movers and shakers, that the philosophy of the same, uh, the normies is what I call it, the, the same people day in and day out that, you know, will mm-hmm. say something or, or what do we call them in high school? Community activists or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's just the person that you know is always going to be there with the same dribble. And I, I'm sure I'm one of them because I always got the same fucking drab that I'm always squawking out of my fucking mouth too, right? But the thing is with TEDx this is what I was kind of hoping. And they did it. I'm not going to lie. They did it with a few people. Like I said, I, I don't want to dis- disregard any fucking speaker. I'm looking forward to watching them all. I'm just really bitter that I wasn't one of them. <laughs> the uh, It's always the same suit and tie group that is always doing their, their typical spiel about... It's the formula. Exactly. And that's uh, that's what I was kind of hoping. Like, Would it kill you to wear a suit and tie one time? Fuck no. I, the only time I will wear a suit and tie is... Uh, when I'm going to say when we go, obviously we're not going together, but when we go to the uh, the gala next year, or this year. What gala? The one that we Piano? were talking about. Yeah, the one oh, that... Oh, uh, yeah. That's the only time that you will catch me in a in a suit and tie. When is that? That's yeah, fucking like November or some shit. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think it's November. And then the only reason why is I don't think they'll let me in with the jersey. And if I protest, no one's going to give a shit because they'll be inside getting drunk, having fun. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But no, like, I don't know, like, you gotta get some different people into the game. You gotta get some different people. Like, a lot of people have a a voice in this region. I'm not talking about myself, because I think I'm loud enough as it is. But, like, and the one thing TEDx did do, I think they chose a really good one, was that 14-year-old, they got a 14-year-old girl that fucking climbed a mountain. 
or some oh, shit. Oh yeah, Kilimanjaro girl. Yeah, from yeah. here. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. And, and like she's she just turned fourteen, and I thought awesome for for them to get her up there to, to Did speak. Did they carry her up there? I'm re- <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm in, I'm halfway through. Okay, uh, I'm rereading Into Thin Air. And it like it's about Everest, right? And it's fucking insane. De- uh, like dead bodies are it, it to this day. Dead bodies are used as markers on that mountain. So like if someone died, like as recently as three years ago, people that have died three years ago on are that mountain still on that mountain are still on that mountain wow. because well you can't move the body; it'll yeah. freeze onto the mountain. Yeah. And when you move it, it'll just it's just like yeah. all the so now what they do is like and you can't chop it up there. Yeah, yeah and they're like, there. okay, so this. Dead, this dead guy here is the you marker for the blah 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 yeah. point, right? And you can make base camp near that dead body. And Crazy. It's, yeah, and apparently there's like, what is it, like over 20 dead bodies on that mountain that yeah. are markers? Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently the biggest thing isn't even so much the elements, but the snow blindness that'll get you before that. And yeah. then you become disoriented on the mountain. And I'm kind of like, how do you get disoriented on a mountain where you're just going up? But I guess there's, there's a ways. trail. Like you're not just yeah. going straight vertical. Like, <laughs> yeah. like the trail around Everest. No, no, no. Apparently, no. you do four laps around the fucking mountain by the time you reach to the top. I guess you can't just climb straight. <laughs> well, no, it's Jeez. just like the, like yeah. one of the things uh, when I was reading when remember when first air crashed and uh, none of it. I think like what a couple months ago, maybe mm-hmm. six months ago, or last summer, whenever it was, right? Um, I was reading up on these crashes and there's when. Planes crash like at a certain point. It just costs way too much money. To, point of no to return get, to get the wreckage, so they just leave them there. And there's one World War Two B fifty or B B fifty two bomber that crashed uh, up in the Baffin Islands, and it's still sitting there. And I dying to go. Like apparently there's excursions that go out like tourists. Wow. They make them tourist fucking tra- attractions mm-hmm. now, and I really want to go see this one because World War Two is always something that fascinated the shit out of me. But it just reminded me of that because there's one point where you it's way easier. To leave someone or something at one point or another. Why can't you helicopter up? Air is too thin. Air is too thin. It probably like are you really want to spend a million dollars to get out a, a body? Like you know what I mean? Like, but like, never mind. Yeah. Oh my you just, god! You and can't get close enough. Like, like the snow and helicopters fly really high, don't they? They they do. <laughs> they do, but they can't. They can't like. Yeah, but you can't get into a crevice. Yeah, there's something about like. The way you, oh my God, are, that they just there's about a 10,000 the foot difference for what? Like Kilimanjaro is 19, uh, 19,000 feet and like, Everest is 29,000 feet. Let's go yeah. through some, let's go through some of the speakers. Let's okay, go to the so at TEDx, which is this Friday. Maria Fustic, I'm guessing is her name. She's 14 years old. Yeah. What's her bio say? Her bio says. Kick the shit at Kilimanjaro. Fuck yeah. No, grade nine student. Lost my virginity. Hey. Not okay, She went up there with her dead. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, last summer at the age of 13, Maria decided to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, the highest peak in Africa, and the highest freestanding mountain on Earth. Imagine that. Freestanding mountain? Kilimanjaro is my boyfriend's piece. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, stop it. I've never been to Africa. Why okay, keep she teamed up. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. What was I going? It's just tattooed down a shaft. Kilimanjaro. 19,000 feet. Who doesn't think they have to fiddle the leaders to Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, go. Okay. Maybe you wrap around. <laughs> they say three laps four laps around. <laughs> four laps around. Okay, okay. She teamed up with <laughs> horrible. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, she teamed up with Canadian Red Cross and their Malaria Bites program, which provides malaria-treated nets for children in 12 African countries. She fulfilled her dream by of reaching the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro and also reached her goal of $10,000 for Malaria Bites. She now has a new mountain to climb with her new goal of $19,340, which is the height of Kilimanjaro in feet. Maria yeah. hopes to inspire others to reach their own summit and climb their own mountain, whatever that may be. <laughs> no jokes loud. So they got. They, she's you got, know when we see her on Friday, I'm just gonna start fucking laughing. I know. How many? Uh, I'm gonna be like laugh. How many minutes does each speaker have up there? I think it's like three and a half or something. Well, no. See, that's another thing with highly regulated TED guidelines. Uh, you can do a three minute talk, uh, minimum three minute, maximum eighteen. So you're in, you're in that in between, right? Okay. And now I'm not too sure of the formalities. I think there's breaks in between where we can all socialize and shit like that. And like I said, uh, like I I would love to have been a part of this, even though like um, my showmanship is fucking like zero. But I think it would have just been really cool to be a part of it. Spe- speaking wise, 
fuck it, Sheldon Germain, like Russell Thomas, like these are the guys you see in the community all the time. Would Tim, you like me to list Tim Tim them? Reed? Like like these guys are the the quote unquote movers and shakers. The the I suit recognize normies. Every name. There's a few names I, don't, I never recognized a girl. Uh, Annis is interesting because he's speaking and he was on the speaker's selection committee. I guess, I guess he I guess he met that formula fucking easily. Yes. <laughs> Not better at all. Okay. The, <laughs> who who are you missing? I don't know. Go down the list. Okay, we've got. Oh man, I'm not going to be able to say all of these. Rena Lee Jorlin. See, I have no idea. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'll, I'm, she's, like she's, I said, I can't wait to see all of them, but there's more I'm looking forward to than others. Yeah, she is on Twitter. She's a, the project manager of the nonprofit sector of Wood Buffalo. Oh shit. Yep. Um, Russell Thomas, obviously. Yeah. Kevin Schobel. Is that how you say it? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is Environmental Services Department with Regional Municipality of Wood Buffalo. Malik, who is the entrepreneur who actually made our website for work. Um, What's the name? Malik? Malik Bader. Oh, uh, I thought that was just one oh, name, man. Malik. I'm like, what is it, a sorcerer? <laughs> no, he, the uh, he's the president and CEO of Malik Media and one of the fastest growing design and marketing firms Filthy in North blood. America. <laughs> Uh, Sheldon Germain. No blood's allowed. Everyone knows who that is. Maria, who climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Julie Funk. She is. It'd be awesome. Just come up to we got the funk. <laughs> Gotta get that funk. Does the theme music? See, I know how to do showmanship. Okay, she's a dancer, actor, choreographer, <laughs> See, there we go. and yoga teacher who traveled the world, but thinks of football. She's Maria's got one. the funk. She does have the funk. Uh, Mark Elliott. Who is the instructional designer in the uh, learning innovation division at Keanu College? Do you know who should have been part of this? Sandra Tos- Somerville. <laughs> Sandra Somerville. Her name rings a bell. Uh, she's a performer. She does the uh, motivational speaking for a living, and she's uh, the she does the hooping and the fire performance. And now she's doing like she's training she herself for, to is be. She for Mac? Uh, she's from Fort Mac. She's oh, really? traveled all around the world since then because of this. And on top of that, now she's she's training to be uh, to gymnastics so that she can add it to her act and all that. So. Oh, fucking it. Anyway, go on. Sorry. That's okay. Um, David Sublime? He's a teacher now. I know he comments on the podcast right when we first started. So that was... Uh, he's been, like, I hate he's you. Been my book. <laughs> so when was, is this? There was a lot when we first started. Uh, this is this Friday. During the day? Yeah. Are you off? No. Now, how do you pronounce? Is it Anis Edgemal? Oh yeah, Edgemal. Like, it, great guy, nice guy, but I just my, all my orientations when I first started doing the auditions, he was the lead guy. <laughs> oh really? Okay, and then we've got Tim Reed. Like I said, wait. It, great bunch. It's just like I said. There's uh, you, you see a lot of these faces. Like, there's got to be. Well, I people. know, I know all of these people, but why, why do I know David? Uh, David, what? What's Sabine? 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 Is he the He's a new... music teacher at the uh, piano? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's my. I not. believe. <clears throat> uh, yeah, like I said, I... it's going to be a great event, and, and like the amount of effort, like like that these uh, leadership with Buffalo, like uh, Michelle Lansdale, Landslide. I forget her name. I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Flirt with her steady because I think she's oh look, she hot just tweeted hell. about it up here. Yeah. She tweeted about it. Yeah. Who? This Michelle Lansdale. Oh okay. Isn't that who you were just talking about? Oh, yeah. Her and Matt, like, the entire leadership uh, Wood Buffalo cohort, uh, did it. they're doing it as a case study. And like I said, they're doing a good job. It's just, like I said, we see these people all the time in the community. The movers and shakers, we always okay. see. I, I like re- how there's no political agendas either, though. I, yeah, I, they I was- left out uh, oil They wanted to leave out oil sands completely, which I thought was very interesting. Really? Yep. No oil sands allowed? Um- no. Don't they don't want talks about the oil sands? They don't want they're leaving oil sands out of it completely. Really? Yeah. They Which I like, that can go two out, ways. There's like, someone here who has something to do with the oil sands. Oh yeah, I'm sure you can have something to do with the oil sands, but your talk can't. I don't think yeah. your talk can be about it. The uh, like right. I said, it, and that's an interesting move. Like I can I can see how they want to focus on the community, but oil sands is such a big part of this community. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the oil sands is this community, controversy or not. The oil sands is what supports this community. So. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. Really wish I was speaking, but hey, I got to attend, so mm-hmm. it's going to be just as good. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. This Friday. And like I said, I had no clue what Ted was six months ago, and I found some of these videos are fucking great. Like, there's one that I really like called The Demise of Guys. It's only like three minutes long. The uh, And it's just about how guy, uh, this guy, this uh, psychologist does this speech, 
at one of the main, the mainline TED events. And actually goes on about, he gives like some valid stats about how it does seem like men have stopped caring about women altogether. How they just like to, what is it, that uh, men are more likely to drop out of school, uh, men are more focused on uh, video games and other activities, they're more, they want to hang out with guys more. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, I'll fucking probably input the speech into here somewhere because it's literally only three minutes and I find it incredibly entertaining. It, That's like Fort McMurray. So today I want us to reflect on the demise of guys. Guys are flaming out academically, they're wiping out socially with girls and sexually with women. Other than that, there's not much of a problem. Uh, <laughs> so, so what's the data? So the data on dropping out is amazing. Boys are more, 30% more likely than girls to drop out of school. Uh, in Canada, five boys drop out for every three girls. Girls outperform boys now at every level, from elementary school to graduate school. There's a 10% differential between uh, getting BAs and all graduate programs with guys uh, be- falling behind girls. Two-thirds of all students in special ed, remedial programs, are guys. And as you all know, Boys are five times more likely than girls to be labeled as having attention deficit disorder and therefore we drug them with Ritalin. What's the evidence of of wiping out? Uh, First, it's a a new fear of intimacy. Intimacy means physical, emotional connection with somebody else uh, and especially with somebody of the opposite sex who gives off ambiguous, contradictory, phosphorescent signals. And every year there's research done on self-reported shyness among college students and we're seeing a steady increase among males and it's just two kinds. It's a social awkwardness. The old shyness was a fear of rejection. It's a social awkwardness like you're a stranger in a foreign land. They don't know what to say and they don't know what to do, especially one-on-one opposite sex. Um, they don't know the language of face contact, the nonverbal and verbal set of rules that enable you to comfortably talk to somebody else, listen to somebody else. There's something I'm developing here called social intensity syndrome, which tries to account for why guys really prefer male bonding over female mating. It turns out from earliest childhood, boys and then men prefer the company of guys, physical company. And there's actually a cortical arousal we're looking at because guys have been with guys in, in teams, in clubs, in gangs, in fraternities, especially in the military, uh, and then in pubs. And this peaks at Super Bowl Sunday when guys would rather be in a bar with strangers watching a totally overdressed Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers rather than Jennifer Lopez totally naked in their bedroom. The problem is they now prefer asynchronistic internet world to the spontaneous interaction in social relationships. Uh, what are the causes? Well, it's an unintended consequence. I think it's excessive internet use in general, excessive video gaming, excessive new uh, uh, access to pornography. The problem is these are arousal addictions. Drug addiction, you simply want more. Arousal addiction, you want different. Drugs, you want more of the same, different. So you need the novelty, you need the arousal, you you need to be sustained. And the problem is the industry is supplying it. Jane McGonigal told us last year that by the time a boy is 21, he's played 10,000 hours of video games, most of that in isolation. As you remember, uh, Cindy Gallup said, boys don't know the difference between making love, men between making love and doing porn. The average boy now watches 50 porn video clips a week. And there's some guy watching 100, obviously. Uh, and the porn industry, <laughs> and the porn industry is the fastest growing industry in America, 15 billion annually. For every 400 movies made in Hollywood, there are 11,000 now made uh, porn, uh, porn uh, videos. So the effects very quickly is, it's a new kind of arousal. Boys' brains are being digitally rewired in a totally new way for change, novelty, excitement, and constant arousal. That means they're totally out of sync in traditional classes, which are analog, static, interactively passive. They're also totally out of sync in romantic relationships, which build gradually and subtly. So what's the solution? It's not my job. I'm here to alarm. It's your job to come. <laughs> but, but, who should, but who should care? The only people who should care about this is uh, parents of boys and girls, educators, gamers, filmmakers, and women who would like a real man who they can talk to, who can dance, who can make love slowly, and contribute to the evolutionary pressures to keep our species above banana slugs. 
No offense to banana slug owners. Thank you. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't think for me, I don't think guys choose to be with the fucking other guys. I just think they can't find too many women around. I think that's over. I think that's an overall thing, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Then like, that's what he was getting at. Yeah, and that's, yeah, yeah. And it's overall, it was. It was like I said. He gave some incredible. Well, uh, think of the transition hunter gather. We that's completely changed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and there's another one. It's 18 minutes. <laughs> Those ones are hard to watch. Where she, uh, this one girl, she's a developer for uh, 343 Industries mm-hmm. for Bungie at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she actually went on to like a big talk about how the gamer will will save the world, and it's, the way she talks is like she just goes on like the definition of epic win and how these guys are the ones that can actually make differences because they set out goals and they actually achieve them. They just gotta put them in like a, the proper spot instead of trying to do World of Warcraft and shit like that. It, like these talks, they make them sound like they literally like those guys should be working for NASA as yeah. opposed to like a video game company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: who pays more, right? Bingo. NASA is government sponsored, so they're not going to pay you yeah. nearly as much mm-hmm. as yeah, electronic arts. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I said for the last, uh, just the whole process of me auditioning for it. I thought it was actually really really cool. So and I'm quite thankful for the for the chance. So TEDx. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds so uh, not enthused. Yeah. It's, it's I am. funny because uh, I'm looking forward to it. The event on Facebook says it goes till two p.m. and the event on the actual website says it goes till four thirty. Well, that's going to be awkward for those two hours. <laughs> it's gonna be an awkward two and a half hours. I gotta leave for Edmonton. You, you're in town this weekend, aren't you? I am. So Friday night party. Fr- Friday night party. party Why? Party. TEDx. <laughs> do you have to question a party? Is he going to be a TEDx I do have after to question party? A party? We gotta go celebrate Kilimanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you Are you guys gonna go get your own tattoos? Kilimanjaro? <laughs> Is that it? I think so. All right, for the YMM podcast, I am Totsky. I'm Tito. I'm Shannon. And I'm Ashley. We'll see you next set. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thank you.